Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. I want to start reading in Luke chapter 14, verse 16. Here Jesus talks to men who came up to him. In verse 16 it says, But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet, and invited many. And at the time for the banquet he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. In this story that Jesus tells us here, this master or this king that had invited people represents God. And this feast or this banquet is the kingdom of heaven. And God has invited us to participate in this feast. To come to the table. But as we see here in this story, there's people that, upon receiving this invitation, this request to come, denied that invitation. As we see here highlighted, they all alike began to make excuses. There may be things in your life that are holding you back from coming to the table. As we see here, someone made an excuse. I've bought a field and I need to check it out. Why would you buy a field and then see what that field really is? Why would you buy five yoke of oxen and then see if they're actually good oxen, if they're good and healthy and strong? Maybe you've already have another feast that you're participating in, as, that, as that's what we see here in this marriage. Maybe there's other social ties that you have, other things that you've placed before Jesus, before God. Maybe those things are hindering you from coming to that table. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into many myths. As we talked about in the first study on Friday night, how the truth is able to set us free, here we see that there's people that do not want to hear that truth. They don't want to listen to it. They don't want to receive it and accept it. Instead, they want to follow their own things in their life that they see is more important. They have another feast that they're already participating in and deny the truth. Romans 1 verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. The truth that we talked about on Friday night, that Jesus came to this earth to set us free from sin. Maybe that's something that you don't want to hear, something you don't want to accept in your life. Maybe it's something that you don't believe in. Maybe there's something that holds you back from listening to it, to receive that message. There may be something in your life that you view as more important that's holding you back from truly opening your heart and your mind to receiving this message of truth. Ephesians 2 verse 1 through 3 it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. 
Maybe you have heard this message. Maybe you have received it with an open mind, an open heart. But maybe you're not willing to change. Maybe you don't want to live. Maybe you want to change to live the way you live your life. Maybe you rather want to follow after the course of this world. Follow what the world tells us is right. Follow the lies that we may hear around us. Maybe we don't want to change the way that we live. There may be things that we don't want to get rid of. We rather want to hold on to them. And those things may prevent us from truly coming to the knowledge of the truth. Maybe those passions that we have in our life, the fleshly desires that prevent us from coming to Jesus. Notice here Matthew chapter 19, starting at verse 16. And behold, a man came up to Jesus, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I have kept, what do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go. Sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. In this, life, in this man's life, it's obvious what was holding his, him back. It was his wealth, the money that he had, the possessions that he had acquired through the course of his life. Maybe that's something that is making you stumble in your life from coming to Jesus. And maybe something else in your life that's hindering you from hearing this message of truth and of salvation and hope of eternal life. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, we read about what God's intentions are for you. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. As we have this message of Jesus, God intends us to come to Jesus to receive this salvation. He wants us to change, to change our life and devote ourselves to Jesus. He wants us to repent and to change our life. But are we ready to do that? Are we ready to give up on our own life and give it to Jesus to follow Him and deny ourselves. In John 12, verse 42, we read about people who believed in Jesus but chose to not make that commitment to follow Him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in Him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from men more than the glory that comes from God. These people saw Jesus. They had interactions with Him, had conversations with Him. But yet, their fear for the Pharisees was greater than their faith in Jesus. They were caught up in the status that they had to have in their life. To be seen as a great man by others. To have the glory that comes from men rather than the glory that comes from God. And maybe that's something that you have in your life. Some things you're not ready to give up on. Maybe there's people that will view you different 
if you would hear this message and accept that message. I know that whenever I went to school, I was afraid of acknowledging my faith in Jesus. I held back from that because I was scared of what other people would think of me. I was not ready to change and I was not ready to commit to Jesus. And maybe you are in that similar part of your life where you're not ready to make that commitment. Where you're not ready to change and turn to Him. Notice here Romans 10 verse 16. There's many people that believe in Jesus. But have you made the commitment? Have you changed for Him? Romans 10 verse 16 says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what He has heard from us? Have you heard the good news? Have you heard the message of being set free from your sins? The message that gives hope of eternal life. A message that gives you purpose in your life. To live out that following of Jesus. Have you committed to it? Have you come to Jesus? Have you obeyed the Gospel? Have your sins been washed away by the blood of Christ? Through baptism. Have you made that change in your life and that commitment to Him? When you think about these things, what is it that is holding you back from obeying the Gospel and coming to Jesus? Maybe you do not want to hear the truth. Maybe you do not want to hear this message. Maybe you don't want to change. Those things that you rather want to hold on to that are too important for you to give up on. Maybe you don't want to commit to following this message. Maybe you don't think that you need Jesus. When you compare yourselves to other people, you see, well, they've done these things in their life. They've made these mistakes, but at least I haven't done these things. I'm a pretty good person, and I think I deserve heaven because I'm better than other people. At least I haven't done those things. Maybe you think that you do not need Jesus. What is it that is holding you back from living out the Gospel in your life? Maybe you have obeyed the Gospel. Maybe you have chosen to make a commitment to Christ and follow Him. But there can still be things in your life that are holding you back from fully devoting yourself to Jesus. Notice here Luke chapter 14, verse 28-33. through 33. For which of you desiring to build a, build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate, whether he is able to, whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. You may have chosen to become a Christian. And you may have weighed the cost. Knowing that it's a good decision. It is a good decision. But just... Because you've come to Jesus doesn't mean that your life all of a sudden is different. That it's better and it's easier to live your life now. That maybe still things that you struggle with. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're perfect and without mistakes. 
Maybe there's things that are still holding you back from following Jesus. Maybe there's things in your life that you need to renounce in order to be Jesus' disciple and live out His example. Notice here, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. When I look at my life, there's times that I held back intentionally, that I was afraid to share that message with other people. I didn't want to be a light in the world for other people. And I know that in that moment I failed God. I made that decision to not fully renounce myself and follow Jesus. There's things that were holding myself back in my life. Things that I felt I wanted to hold on to. The friendships that I had in this world. The things I would rather do, even though I still went to church. I was there every Sunday and every Wednesday. But I know that I was not truly following Jesus. And maybe you're here today, and you've been here for the last several years. Going to church, listening to the sermon, singing the songs. But deep down you know that you have not fully renounced things in your life and devoted yourself to Jesus. Maybe you have not changed your life the way that you should have as a follower of Jesus. Maybe it's something from the past that you're still struggling with that's holding you back. Notice here Psalms chapter 10, verse 10 and 11. The helpless are crushed, sing down, and fall by His mind. He says in his heart, God has forgotten. He has hidden His face. He will never see it. There may be things that you may have experienced in your life as a child or as a young adult, or things that you've decided to do that you have troubles with, that you feel that pain and agony through the things that have happened to you or the things that you have done that you don't seem to get rid of, those thoughts, those feelings, or those emotions that make you question God. Does God really see me in these desperate times, is He really there for me? Are you ready to move past those things? I'm not saying those things are not valid. But are they holding you back? Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, we see that we are called to run our race, our life as Christians, with endurance. That there's hope for us. In verse 1 it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. When you look at the life of Jesus, do you think there were things that held Him back from making this sacrifice? Think about what he had to do, the task that he had to give his life for all of mankind. When he looked at that cross, he knew what that meant to him. But yet, he endured the cross for you and I. 
What are some things in your life that are holding you back? Those weights on your shoulders that make it difficult for you that run that race as a Christian. We need to put off those weights and run with endurance. It's not a sprint. It's something long-term that we're committing ourselves to. It's not easy. There's many things that we need to change in our life in order to run this race with endurance. But we have something. We have a faith in Jesus Christ. A hope of better days to come. Maybe not in this life, but there will be a better day if we cling to that hope and that faith and that promise in Jesus Christ. Paul, an apostle and follower of Jesus, had many things that did or could have prevented him from living out the message of Jesus, that could have prevented him. When he looks back at his life, this is what he says in Philippians 3, verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider what, that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lays ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul, in the beginning of his life, worked against Christianity. He made sure that those people were thrown in jail, that they were murdered and killed. He thought that that's what God wanted him to do, to cling to that message that he thought was the truth, that he thought was right to do. But upon Knowing the truth, the real truth in Jesus Christ, he saw the things that he did and he understood that those things were wrong and he changed his life. He committed himself to Jesus Christ to become a follower of him. But while he did that, he knew the cost. He knew the mistakes that he had made in his life. The people that he had thrown in jail, the people that he had murdered. That that was against the kingdom of God. And now he was a part of the kingdom of God. Can you imagine how difficult that must have been for him to make that change? But he says, I'm not letting that hold me back. I forget what lies behind. The past is the past. I cannot change it. But what I can do is put it aside. Make sure it's behind me. And focus forward. Focus what lies in front of me. The present and the future. That's what I can change. He ran his race with endurance. Even though there were many things that were difficult for him. He still may have had those thoughts, those feelings. But he made sure that he pressed forward and pressed onward. He was willing to commit himself to the church. To be a follower of Jesus and to help others to hear that message. To be encouraged by that message. In Philippians 2 verse 17. He said, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. As he gave his life over to Jesus. It wasn't just to Jesus. He gave his life for the church. For the people that needed to hear the message. People that needed encouragement. A reminder of the faith that they have in Jesus. Are you ready to do the same? Are you ready to change your life and give your life for the church, for people that 
need your help. As we talked about last night, the church needs you. You are a part of the church body. Are you ready to be a part of that body? Are you ready to give your life to those people that need you? Because they do. Ephesians 2, verse 19-22 through 22. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In Him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. I know that this is what we talked about last night. We were at the same passage. But I wanted to focus on something else. If it is your goal to be a part of the church body, that means that you're going to have to make changes in your life. You're going to have to change your schedule. Change your focus. When we look at this example, where Jesus is the cornerstone, and we have this foundation, when stones are added, when people are added to the church, things must be chipped away. Those things that have made us impure. Those contaminations in our life. Those passions that we may have after the world. The lusts and the desires of the flesh. We must chip them away. Get rid of them. Those things are holding us back from being a part of the church body. That stone cannot just be put into place. It must be changed. So it is joined together perfectly. Maybe there's part of you that you're not ready to share the message with other people. You may have made that commitment to Jesus Christ. And you may be a part of a church body. But maybe outside the time of church, at the job that you have, the school you go to, the people that you know around the church, maybe you have not shared that message with them. Luke 9, verse 26, Jesus tells us what that means to us. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of God be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of holy angels. Are you ashamed of the faith that you have? Are you ashamed of the message of Jesus Christ? Like Mark said, we can look at our schedule, at our checkbook, and we see whether we are ready to live out that example that we have. How often have you shared that message with other people? How many people do you know in your life that you talk to on a weekly basis or a monthly basis? How many of them have you shared the message with? We can look at those numbers and see what the truth is. You may call yourself a Christian and go to church, but maybe you're not sharing that message. I know that I have in my life, I've gone to church. I've been a part of a church body, but I had not shared that message with other people. And that's still a struggle for me, and I'm sure that may still be a struggle for you, to share that message with other people. And maybe that's what's holding you back from devoting yourself to Jesus Christ. Telling them about the good news, that hope of eternal life. Notice what Paul said about this in 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. But I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, 
And I'm convinced that He's able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. We may be ashamed. We may be scared of sharing that message with other people. It may hold us back. But Paul knew that it was worth it to share that message. Despite the difficulties that may arise. The people that would persecute him. People that would not be ready to hear that message. They would deny the truth and keep following in their own lives according to this world. But he wasn't ashamed of it. He knew the faith that he had. He knew the truth. And he was convinced by it. That he knew that he needed to share that message with other people. Despite what they may think about it. They still need to hear that message. So have you shared that message with them? Or have you held back? And denied them that opportunity. I think the clicker is not working at this moment. It's going backwards. And it's going forward. So what is holding you back as a Christian? Let's look at the things we've just talked about. Have you devoted yourself to Jesus? Have you spiritually grown intentionally? Have you sought out that spiritual food? Have you spent time with other Christians? Have you encouraged them? Have you let them encourage you? There's maybe something in the past that's holding you back. Maybe you've not been intentional of being a part of this church body. Have you shared the message? Or have you, have, or have you hidden your faith from others? From people in this church? From people who do not know about Christianity? People who have not heard the good news. How have you held back and not given all to Jesus? Second Thessalonians chapter 1 tells us that if we have not obeyed the gospel, then we do not truly know God. Starting in verse 7, it says, And to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us. And the Lord Jesus has revealed from heaven with His mighty angels and flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do, who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His mind. Have you committed to Jesus? Have you made the decision to follow Him? To obey the gospel and to know God and to be known by God? Have you made the decision to be forgiven of your sins and to receive the truth that is in Jesus Christ? In Acts chapter 26, Paul shared his testimony the time when he was saved by Jesus Christ. That story on the road to Damascus. He shared that with King Agrippa. And this is what Agrippa said to Paul. You almost persuade me to become a Christian. You're this close. But I'm not ready to accept it. I'm still holding back. Have you heard the good news? Have you been persuaded? Have you been convinced? Have you been convicted? What is holding you back from coming to Jesus? What is holding you back to coming to God and receive forgiveness of your sins? Have you been a disciple of Jesus? Have you... Born the fruit. 
John 15 verse 8 says, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Have you lived out the example that Jesus has given you? Have you been there for other people? Have you done the good works that we're called to do, not to make us look better, but to help others, to share the message, to help share the kingdom of God with other people? Or have you held back? Have you been focused inwardly rather than people that need you? Matthew 16, verse 24 and 25 says this, Then Jesus told His disciples, If anyone would come after Me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for My sake will find it. Have you denied yourself? Have you renounced things in your life that you know you need to get rid of in order to follow Jesus? Have you picked up the cross and decided to follow Jesus? To get rid of the things in your life that are holding you back as a Christian? In John 6, we see that there are many people that follow Jesus. But when they kept hearing the truth of Jesus, they decided to walk away. And Jesus asked the questions to His close disciples. Will you go as well? And here in verse 68, Peter says this, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that You are the Holy One of God. To whom will you go? Will you go to this world for help to feel better? Or will you come to Jesus to receive eternal life? Will you go to Jesus when you need help? Will you go to the church for help? What is it that you are holding back in your life? We started off with the parable of the great banquet. You have been invited to be a part of this feast, a part of this banquet. You've received this invitation. Will you accept it? Or what will your excuse be to not participate in it? Maybe at this time you recognize that you have not been saved. You have not obeyed the Gospel. You haven't committed to Jesus Christ. Then you have, have an opportunity to be forgiven of your sins. And to come to Jesus, to be known by God, and to be in Jesus Christ. Or maybe you realize that as a Christian, you haven't lived out your life fully devoted to Jesus Christ. If you feel like you need the prayers of the church, they will like to help you and pray for you. We're there to help you. Whatever you need is, please make it known by coming forward and sitting at the front pew while we stand and sing the song that's been selected. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.